Congratulations on being good at one time, but what'd you do today? Did you win? Did you lose? That's what you need to be asking yourself. So many people in life, and we see these people all the time, and the reason these people don't progress is because they they focus on the glory days. They focus on the things they have achieved in the past, and they don't let themselves work towards a better future. And guys, you have to be able to look at yourself and be honest with yourself on this. If this is you, you have to stop this behavior, okay? When you focus on what you did last year or what you did two years ago or what you did last month or the award I won at the company function or the uh, the sales numbers that I hit and beat everybody on this on the squad or whatever. When you focus on this shit, guys, that is energy that you could be putting into actually improving and focusing on the task at hand, which is today. Kobe Bryant doesn't fucking sit there and talk about how many MVPs he's won or how many championships he's won. No, the motherfucker's up at three o'clock in the morning practicing every day. Too many people get hung up on what they did. They got a raise, they got promoted. They were good at one period of time. When you guys get hung up on that, it keeps you from moving forward, all right? And I see so many people that quote unquote used to be something become nothing and fade out and become irrelevant because they're not able to take their victories in stride and just say, hey, that was nice, but today I'm back to work. You know, if you want a fucking award at your company banquet last week, this week it doesn't matter, okay? Just like they say in baseball, you're only as good as your last at bat. All right, and that is what you need to focus on. You cannot hang on to past victories and awards and all this shit and talk about how great you used to be because if you do that, you're gonna not be great anymore. And that's the easiest way I can say it. And that was your Monday motivation from Andy Frisella. Wishing you a very blessed start to the week. Welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. It's Andrew, also known as Mr. Kate Box. And this week, what we're going to be talking about is flying cars. Yes, it's that time. Flying cars are in the not too distant future. We're going to be talking about that and who's developing those, what to expect and when to expect, if at all, the first commercially available flying cars. Also, we're going to be talking about voice cloning. Imagine being able to get a computer or AI device to replicate anybody's voice, including your own. Imagine that. That technology is here. And also, this week's hot topic, Instagram and the activity feed. Gone. A lot of controversy. All of that coming up after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Flexing is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Redesign podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about digital culture, social change, technology, all of that good stuff. This is episode 48. 
steadily approaching the big 5-0. I think around episode 50, I'm going to have some announcements to share with you guys. Maybe next week, maybe, maybe it will be on episode 50, but going to have some news for you guys very shortly. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag on Twitter. We are quite active on Twitter. Use the hashtag redesigned pod, all one word. That's redesigned pod. That's redesigned pod because sometimes I see people on the timeline using the hashtag redesign pod or redesign podcast but yeah the preferred hashtag is redesigned pod short and simple don't forget you can also drop me an email at redesignpod at mail.com or you can follow me on the socials at andrew underscore cbx now with that being said let's get cracking with this week's podcast If you'd wanted to know what the future looked like before it arrived, all you really had to do was look at the Jetsons. Meet George Jetson! The 21st century. Transportation space travel. Robotics. Teleconferencing. Right, dear. And supersonic sports. This vision of our future was conceived at the Hanna-Barbera Studios. Sometimes the best ideas just drop right out of the sky. So aerospace and commercial aeroplane OGs Boeing and luxury sports car manufacturer Porsche are working together to develop a flying electric car. So if you've ever watched an episode of The Jetsons, you know that it's set in the future. Funny thing is, it's way before my time so i don't know how old you are if you're listening and whether or not you're familiar with the jetsons if you're not familiar with the jetsons google it youtube it whatever watch an episode or two you'll know what i'm talking about it looks like we're gonna have them in the not too distant future so aerospace and commercial aeroplane ogs boeing and luxury sports car manufacturer porsche are working together to develop a flying electric car so just last week in a tweet from Boeing, they announced um, their plans to study the future market for what they call premium air vehicles. So potentially moving us closer to what they call the third dimension of travel. So they kind of look like a cross between a small plane and a drone. These are going to be uh, UAVs or unmanned aerial vehicles. So you don't necessarily have to fly it yourself. These are going to be autonomous to some degree and uh, they're going to be flying themselves. Let's go to a quick clip. Well, for decades, the idea of a flying car has been a media favorite. And from popular mechanics and science magazine covers to our own reports right here on CBS News, our John Blackstone has actually been covering the beat for years. And today, he has the latest look at the attempt to create a viable flying car. Marcus Ling calls his invention a personal aviation vehicle. An electric aircraft so easy to fly, he says, you need little training and no pilot's license. When you press the thumbstick to climb with this, you have absolute full control. Lang gave CBS This Morning an exclusive tour of the secret Silicon Valley facility where the craft he calls Blackfly is being built. His breakthrough invention... What we're gonna do is we're just gonna run... ...is a small but extremely powerful electric motor. Lang claims the eight-motor, single-seat aircraft has actually flown thousands of miles in test flights controlled from the ground before they ever put people in the cockpit. 
We first flew 10,000 miles. We did uh, 1,000 plus flights. All autonomous. Autonomous, and uh, we had a payload of 200 pounds. So what are the safety features? First of all, you have to start off with the technology and some magic buttons like a return to home button for people who fly for the first time. For decades, flying cars have been part of a future that has never quite arrived. This was the commuter. This would have been the helicopter in everybody's garage. The Hiller Aviation Museum in Silicon Valley displays several flying cars that just didn't get off the ground. The technology wasn't there because they didn't have the computers. And now the computers can actually manipulate the controls. Now, companies around the world are developing flying cars. Google co-founder Larry Page is supporting two flying car projects. Uber is working on flying taxis. Marcus Lang wants Blackfly to be on sale next year, so anyone can buy it. What are we talking? Price of a luxury Mercedes? Price of an SUV. Price of an SUV. How long will it take to learn to fly one of these? You know, in the simulator, in five minutes. Alan Eustace, former vice president of knowledge at Google, is on Blackfly's board of directors and knows about flight. He was carried by balloon into the stratosphere, then parachuted nearly 136,000 feet, breaking a world altitude record in 2014. He's almost as excited about Blackfly. And I've noticed in my career that things go from impossible to inevitable in a very short period of time. It's no longer technology standing in the way, he says, but rather regulations governing flight. Learn to fly in five minutes. Now, big man, I would rather it flies itself. Um, I'm not sure about that. But then again, with a lot of the technology, I would have said, no way, Jose. But here I am. Like I said, I wouldn't buy an iPad Pro. Here I am. I said I wouldn't buy an uh, Apple Watch. Here I am. I said I wouldn't buy AirPods. But here I am. Uh, I think the pattern here is never say never. Would you object to traveling in a flying car? Hit me up. Use the hashtag redesign pod. I want to know whether you would object to flying in a, either <laughs> an autonomous flying car. Would you actually try it out? Let's see how brave you really are. But yeah, um, it's interesting because Uber and Airbus are working on flying cars as well. So it's not just an experiment. There is serious consideration going into flying cars. They're seriously investing time and most importantly money. They've already had a successful test flight, a successful prototype as well. So yeah, the next decade is going to be an interesting one for sure. And speaking of the decade and putting together a review of the last 10 years in terms of tech, pop culture and social change, what events have been the most memorable for you in the last 10 years? Hit me up on Twitter, IG or email me, you know what to do. So yeah, back to Uber. They're working on a self-driving air taxi, which seats up to four passengers Kind of looks like the inside of a helicopter. They plan to offer the air ride services to customers by 2023. So that's not long at all, really. Um, and they'll be conducting flight demos in the new year, starting with Dallas, Fort Worth and Los Angeles. Of course, we won't be lucky enough to have all that, that stuff over here in the UK. You know what our regulatory climate is like over here. We probably won't see it until 2040. But um, yeah, the, it's the safety concerns. That's my thing. Like, how are they going to get around licensing, regulation, safety? Like, how does it work? So there you have it. Flying cars are coming to a town or country or continent near you, <laughs> depending on where you are. Things that make you go, hmm. Did you know how much it costs Apple to make 
an iPhone? Well, according to digitaltrends.com, the cost of manufacturing an iPhone 11, yeah, is $490 US. That's roughly about £400, depending on the exchange rate. And they're selling that same phone to you for, if you wanted like a decent one, I'm not really going to count the 64 gig one because what is that? Um, But a 256 gig iPhone 11 Pro is around 1,200. So yeah, that's the markup on a new iPhone 11. Crazy, isn't it? Now imagine having the capability to recreate any voice, but using a device, using AI, artificial intelligence. Now the boffins in the US have managed to do that successfully. There's actually a program, there's actually a few applications on the market, um, some of which are in beta or experimental phase, one of them called Liarbird and also one by Adobe called Voco. That hasn't come out yet, but there's been a news feature about this artificial intelligence application, which is capable of recreating the human voice just by using one minute worth of sample audio. And it is scarily, when I say scarily, it is scarily accurate. Let's go to a quick clip. At the back of a suburban coffee shop in Montreal, you'll find four young computer scientists and their new startup, Liarbird. These guys are doing something amazing and frightening. They're using AI to clone your voice. Are you speaking about this new algorithm to copy voices? This is huge. They can make us say anything now, really anything. One of the guys behind this scary innovation is Mexican expat Jose. He taught me the art of the clone. So you will need to record yourself for a few minutes of audio. Thousands of letters danced across the amateur author's screen. When you start to eat like this, something is the matter. You guys better quit politics and take in washing. I don't know where that one came from. (laughs) Okay, so create my digital voice now. Creating your digital voice takes at least one minute. One minute? My God. Yeah, so before, to create some uh, artificial voice of someone, you would need to record yourself for um, at least uh, eight hours. Test your voice. All right, so now I get to type something. Yeah, so the moment of the truth. Okay. Once Liarbird's AI has worked its magic, after I'm done typing. Oh, gotta spell better. Any words I put into the app can be played back in my digital voice. And here's the crazy thing. Even words I never actually said in the first place. Artificial intelligence technology seems to be advancing very quickly. Should we be afraid? I mean, I can definitely hear my voice in there. That's, that is, that's really interesting. I just picked those words at random and I definitely did not say some of them. And it's like flawless and being able to sort of pick from just about any word and and manufacture it. Hello world is the best show I have ever seen. (laughs) This technology seems sweet, but lends itself to all manner of trickery. 
I've popped back to my hotel to test out the Liarbird technology a little bit. And you can see some really obvious ways that this could be abused. This is, this is fake Donald Trump talking. The United States is considering, in addition to other options, stopping all trade with any country doing business with North Korea. And then you could picture somebody taking over your voice and creating some mayhem in your personal life. Now, to really put my computer voice to the test, I am going to call my dear sweet mother and see if she recognizes me. After realizing that anyone with the time and inclination could mess with my life, there was only one thing left to do. I joined Jose and a few other lyrebirds to chat more about the evils of AI while dulling my fear with booze. Obviously, some people are freaked out by this technology because we're already like blurring the line about truth and reality. Of course, there is some risk in, in, uh, in people using this kind of technology for bad applications. Unfortunately, technology is it's not possible to stop it. So the ethical path that we have decided is to show this to people, to make them know that this kind of technology is available, and so to make them more cautious on this kind of uh, subject. That is amazing. Opens up all kinds of, like, problems you know there's pros and cons i mean creatively you could do a lot of stuff with it also imagine the potential of you know applying it into a creative process maybe you are using the audio for a podcast or you are using it for some other creative endeavor or if you've got like celebrity voices celebrities could then find another revenue stream they can charge people to use their voice kind of like what we was talking about a couple weeks back with alexa and samuel l jackson being the first celebrity voice to be featured on the alexa platform so like any technology it solves problems but it also creates more problems as well so things like voice cloning introduces another aspect into the judicial system like for example in court audio recordings are used as evidence. So when this becomes widely adopted, we're going to start to see problems where people are relying on audio voice recordings as evidence in court. So we're now going to start to question the validity of these audio recordings because you just never know. Is it real? Is it fake? Be very interested to see how it all pans out. Uh, Let me know your thoughts. Use the hashtag redesignpod on Twitter. Let's go for a quick break. What we're going to do right here is go back. Way back, back into time. If you're going to have a one-to-one with someone, wouldn't you rather have it with a mobile phone service that's growing fast? Don't, don't, don't be bored. Call What's the number then? Oh. Eight, nine, eight, So Instagram have rolled out a number of updates, one of them being dark mode, um, another one being Instagram threads, which is something to do with conversations and managing like close friends and stuff like that. Not that much has been said on that, but the big, big, big story this week, Instagram have literally just pulled the plug 
on the following tab or the activity tab. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So like Instagram, they even put out a press release for this. Like usually they have like um, a press release. They have a website where they put out information about any of their, their major updates. They let people know what's going on with the platform, what they're planning to do, or, or if they're testing stuff or testing like uh, new lenses or whatever. Point being is they literally didn't even say nothing. They li- literally did this on a site-wide basis. So it's on the server side. So it doesn't matter whether or not you update your app instagram have pulled the plug on the activity tab so there's no more reporting on what other people have liked who other people have followed or if anyone's left a comment on something that information is no longer available now it's very uh, <laughs> the responses have been very very mixed and from my observations i can see that the uh, male point of view is very very different from the female point of view it's extremely divisive um i've got some tweets here that i'll just read some of the comments are actually hilarious Um, but before i read those and if you don't know what the following tab is a feature showing the most recent activity of the people you follow apparently instagram's head of product vishal shah says that people didn't really use the tab frequently and many didn't even know that existed including myself and it was basically like baiting up their activity to their friends i'm just going to read a few comments today is a really sad day for all of us ladies because the stalker tab i mean following tab has been removed on instagram and i can no longer see what my man who's not really my man is liking on there now i have no reason to start random fights wow y'all played me instagram why you being a dickhead fool stop being a dickhead another comment says so instagram really did take away the following activity tab how the f- am i gonna stalk now <coughs> just got a few more comments there's a few more comments on the twitter i'm gonna go through some of these are absolutely hilarious Instagram activity feed has nothing on the old Snapchat top three friends thing that you see. I could not believe how many people exposed themselves as mega creeps when that was a feature. Bruh. Literally, what's the point if I can't see what other people are doing on Instagram? The first thing I do is go through activity before even scrolling through my feed. Real talk, that's how I find new things. It says, I'm kind of glad Instagram took away the activity fee, to be honest. The drawback would be finding new accounts, which you might want to follow. But if you have good taste, the search tab will let you find them based on your interests. Another comment says they removed the activity feed on Instagram. I know you women who pre your men's IGs are pissed. I was cracking up when I saw all these comments. It is what it is, but... um, Yeah, let me know what your thoughts are on the Instagram tab update. Do you think Instagram made a good decision to remove that tab? Do you think it's going to hinder Instagram in any way or hinder the way you use Instagram? Let me know your thoughts. Chime in on the hashtag RedesignPod. How is life after the activity feed has been deleted? How is your Instagram experience now? So by the time you're listening to this, it would have been gone for at least maybe four or five days. Let me know your thoughts. All the guys are currently singing, now I do what I want. Ah, it's a sticky one still. Now I do what I want. We said. Now I do what I want. We said. Now I do what I want. Let's go. Have you got any stories of anyone that's been exposed by the uh, activity feed? Uh, send me an email or DM. Um, 
<laughs> obviously don't include no names and whatnot but yeah i want to know if you've got any funny stories where someone has been exposed or maybe even you've been exposed yourself but yeah it looks like that's not going to be happening anymore because after the change instagram will only list your own activity in that feed and that's it so uh there's no other way you can check on what your followers are up to except if you go and ask them so if you noticed on instagram stories you might be getting a lot of views like there's an inflated number of viewers on your instagram stories well you're not alone and this is something that a lot of people have been experiencing and there is a logical explanation for it so um, a few months back TechCrunch reported on this happening so it's a new marketing tactic employed by people who are trying to grow their instagram accounts called mass looking and there's actually a website called masslooking.com this is where they purchase the service from um just on the website now looks quite professional it says get up to 100,000 instagram followers it says uh, your instagram profile will view up to 30 million stories a day with the best method of instagram promotion via mass looking and our service in the i don't know what this is a russian owned website so english isn't their first language so um yeah it's not written very well it looks very pretty but it's not written very well so that is one red flag and also the fact that uh if you sign up you're gonna have to give your instagram passwords and all your credentials and stuff like that uh, your email address and stuff would i trust it probably not it says you can pay by paypal and it costs hold on just going on to the um the pricing page yeah i knew it was a russian website because if you press the, there's a button that says are you and then it gives you the web the whole website in russian so it's basically like a replacement for like mass liking and mass following you know some people would follow you or like your pictures like people use those tactics where they get bots to kind of like other profiles that are in a specific demographic or whatever and hopefully those people then convert to followers and then they build their accounts from there so obviously that's not working so in 2019 and 2020 people are using this new technique called mass looking and um should you invest in it no it's up to you i'm not your dad so it's up to you what you want to do but the fact that instagram have you know found out about this and they're looking to do something about it i don't know how long term this is going to be in the long run that like, you could lose out um, and I've seen some verified accounts using this like I saw one today I'm not going to name who it is but I saw someone who's verified and they were looking apparently looking at my stories so yeah that's about it I don't know yeah I personally I would like to experiment with it and see what it does but the way my Instagram is set up I don't really want to part with my uh, my passwords and stuff like that and get my account banned or anything or have my accounts hacked you know you know the crazy thing though it is in the interest of instagram to actually solve this problem because it undermines like it seriously undermines their advertising revenue because you gotta remember people actually pay to advertise on stories so imagine if you were paying to reach customers using instagram's story ad platform and now you've got people fake viewing your stories but each time they're doing that it's costing you money think about that so if that's happening 
why wouldn't Instagram put a stop to it? So this is why I'm like, nah, I'm not sure I would invest in something like that because they can pull the plug at any time. It's probably against terms of service. And we we got to learn from what happened when people were buying, you know, followers and stuff like that and hooking up all kinds of, you know, black magic wizardry to their Instagram accounts to try and grow. So, yeah, that's my take on it. It's a bit sticky still. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. If you're growing a brand, if you're trying to build your audience online on Instagram, let me know. Would you be interested in using such a service? Do you trust it? Would you sign up to it? You should check it out. I'm going to leave a, a link to the, the all this stuff in, in the show notes. Um, the website is masslooking.com. Check it out for yourself. That is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's the only real place where you can leave reviews. Uh, don't forget to chime in on the hashtag RedesignPod on Twitter. Follow on the socials at Andrew underscore CBX or RedesignPod. And also, yeah, don't forget to follow, subscribe, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe if you like the podcast. And uh, that is it. I'll be back next week for another episode. Take care and bye for now. We, 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 we